Welcome to the Voo Church Podcast. What are your thoughts focused on? Our thoughts form our life. Scripture reminds us, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Tune in for this message, I've Made Up My Mind, live from VooCon 2023 with special guest, Pastor Chad Veach. If you enjoyed today's message, don't miss out being in the room next year. VooCon 2024, Future Glory is back. Get tickets today at VooCon.com. Now, let's lean into the message together. I'm so grateful that, you know, it just seems to me, I've been coming to VU Conference for a long time. I know it's VUCon now, but I'm old school. And um, it just seems to me like God keeps taking this thing from glory to glory. And I figure if we steward it well, God will take us into a whole nother glory. Come on, clap one more time. Thank God for your church and thank God for your pastors. Turn and give three people a high five. Tell them you love them. Tell them it's good to see them in church. You can be seated today in the presence of the Lord. Amen and amen. I'm going to keep the keyboard player with me just for a moment. Thank God. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Go in your Bible to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verse number 1. We're going to jump in in just a moment. It is good to be in church. And I'm, I, it's been a long time since I had some men with me on stage. Clap for the guys that are up here. Let's go. Let's go. This is a squad right here. This is great. Nick, Omar, let's go. We're going to have some fun. Romans chapter 12, verse number one. I'm going to jump in to the text in just a moment. Um, but I just want to say it's awesome to be here. Amen. Are you happy you came already? Anybody already blessed before we even get to the message? Amen. All right, keyboard player, we'll bring you back here in a little bit. Thank you so much. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I want to talk today, and I want to just address the power of your thinking. I want to talk today around the reality of your thought life. And I'm hoping by the end of this message, we'll leave inspired to think better. Because the lid on your life is not your employer. The lid on your life is not your bank account. The lid on your life is your thought life. And for some of us, we got to get rid of your stinking thinking. We got to get your mind out of the gutter and into God's word. Because it is there that God changes you. And a lot of us, the reason why we don't think well is because I have a friend named Colin Henderson. He writes about mastering your mindset. He says, we have to remember we have all been raised by trauma, drama, daddy, and mama. (laughs) And when he said that, I thought, oh snap, that's a bar right there. That's a bar. So a lot of our thinking is just not good. It's not healthy. It's not right. Recently, uh, Rich and I were with a friend and he was talking about his morning routine. And he said every morning he goes and he works out and uh, he hits the weight room and then he goes and studies. And so the first two, three hours of the day he spends by himself. He said by about 10 a.m., I know I need to get around other humans 
Because if I'm left to myself, I start getting up in my own thought life. He said, and my mind is like a dangerous neighborhood. He said, there are thugs and robbers on that neighborhood. Nobody should go down that street. You ever have a scary thought? And you're like, ah, I want to think better than that. What I love about God is that God has given us the exact way to change our, not just our thoughts, but to change our lives. Romans chapter 12, watch here what it says. This is some famous scripture right here. Romans chapter 12, watch what the apostle Paul writes. He says, therefore, I urge you, my brothers and sisters. I like that. My brothers and sisters at Voo Church, I'm urging you. I'm pleading with you. I'm begging you. I am beseeching you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Let's just get one thing straight here. Let's pause in verse one. True worship is not singing songs with Vu worship. I don't care how good your worship is. I don't know if you're alligator arms. I don't know if you're throwing frisbees. I don't know if you're doing yoga poses during worship, whatever you're doing. True worship is not singing. True worship is living. But come on, somebody clap and thank God. I'm not trying to sing a song. I'm trying to live a life. Therefore, I urge you, my brothers and sisters in Miami, mi gente, mi familia, mi corazón, Therefore, I urge you, my brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy. You ever go to a hotel and they give you the room and you're like, I'm not trying to be on the first floor. And you ask the front desk, can I get a room with a view? I'll tell you what needs to change for you. You need to get a life with a view. Therefore, I urge you, my brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy. See, sometimes the problem is, is that we live our life looking in the rearview mirror instead of looking through the front windshield of faith, of saying, the cross before me, the world behind me. Therefore, therefore, because of who Jesus is, I urge you, my brothers and sisters in Miami, Florida, and everybody online, I urge you in view of God's mercy, in view of the cross, in view of the blood of Jesus, in view of the faithfulness of God, to offer your bodies a living sacrifice. Now this is the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. In the Old Testament, they would kill an animal and offer a sacrifice. In the New Testament, we kill our ego and offer ourselves as a sacrifice. You present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is, this is your reasonable act of worship. This is true worship. True worship is dying to yourself. True worship is, as my Peloton instructor says, no ego, amigo. True worship is, is I got to decrease because he's got to increase. True worship is not a melody. It's not a song. True worship is I'm living for Jesus. Anybody that would say here today, I just want to live for Jesus. It's my passion. It's my goal. Therefore, I urge you. I'm, I'm pleading. 
my brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, that you offer your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. This is your, this is your reasonable response. Verse two, and do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. I just want to tell you that God has a will for your life. God has something, and I'm telling you what God has, it is good, it is pleasing, and it is perfect. And when you live for Jesus, you get swept up into the will of God. See, I want to tell you, the way that you get into the limitless life, the limitless, some of us, the biggest problem on, on, our, on our life is there's a lid on you because you're trying to do things your way. You're trying to build your business in your own strength. You're trying to raise your kids in your own power. You're trying to live this life and break that addiction in your own strength. But the Bible says that when you get into God's plan and you get into God's will, the lid gets lifted. And now I get swept up into the Ephesians 3.20. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, far above anything I could ever ask, anything I could ever think, and anything I can imagine. Anybody want to live in something I never imagined filling an arena on a Sunday morning. I never imagined being a part of the will of God for my life, but God has something greater. See, be careful, be careful, because if you live for your plan and you do things your way, you'll get into your will and your plan, and just a heads up, your plan is not better than God's plan. There is a general will for all of us. And there's a specific will for you. I'm telling you, when I wake up in the morning, I got peace on my pillow. I got joy in my spirit. I got strength for today. It is the will of God that I am here today matching rich. It's the will of God that I married Julia and we had four children. She couldn't keep her hands off of me. You know what I've gone through? <laughs> then, then, then you will be able to know and you'll be able to test what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect. I wonder today, are you in the perfect will of God? I wonder if today you'd wake up going, I know I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. I'm doing exactly what he called me to do. I know, I, listen, I don't have to look to the right or to the left. I'm in the will of God. And therefore, I urge you, my brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, that you offer your bodies a living sacrifice. We're not a dead sacrifice. I'm a living sacrifice today. And then, 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 I'm telling you, do not conform. I'm not a conformist, I'm a transformist. I'm not conforming to the world, I'm getting changed by God. So I don't want to think like the world, I don't want to spend like the world, I don't want to live like the world, I don't want to give like the world. I'm not from this world, I'm not a citizen of this place. I'm going to a greater destination. Anybody already excited of the promise of heaven? Do not conform. I'm not trying to conform. 
I'm not trying to come, I'm not trying to be like everybody else. I'm being transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, you need to understand something. I'm grateful for everybody on TikTok. TikTok. I'm grateful. I hope you get a microphone and you got your little platform. But I don't need positive thinking. I need God's thinking. I don't need to get more positive. I oh come on, somebody. I didn't come for behavior modification. I serve the God of life transformation. I'm not trying to get better. I'm not trying to get, po- some of us, our problem, you're trying to get positive. God loves you just the way you are. He just loves you way too much to keep you that way. And so where does he change you? And how does he change you? Well, his presence can't stay the same when you encounter Jesus. But there's something about the power of his word. God changes your mind to change your life. You know that your mind is so powerful. The subconscious thinks 60,000 thoughts a day and your conscience only 6,000 thoughts a day. 95% of your thoughts are reoccurring thoughts. You keep having the same thoughts over and over. Why did the Denver Nuggets win the series? The devil is a liar. And the reality is, for some of us, if we keep letting the subconscious drive the wheel, you're going to end up off the cliff. I've got to make the conscience decision. I serve God. I'm a living sacrifice. I know who I am because I know whose I am. If I don't, I'll conform. If I consciously get God's word in my life, I'll transform. Do not conform. Be transformed. I'm not going to stay the same. How many of you, you just say, I don't want to stay the same. I'm under construction. Anybody else? I'm being changed from glory to glory. Anybody else? I'm, listen, listen, listen. I'm, I'm not there yet. But forgetting what's behind me. I don't know about you, but I'm pressing forward to take hold of all that God has for me. If that's your prayer, clap and thank God for the future that he's got for you. Just give him a praise right now. I'm under construction. I'm in motion. I'm a miracle in motion. Let me give you a few things to write down today. Write down number one, rewrite the code. Your beliefs determine your mindset and your mindset drives your behavior. You need to re- your brain is like a computer. And so because the, the software is bad, we need to rewrite the code of your brain. We got, we got to get rid of that old thought and that old, that's why baptism is so important. Shout out to everybody that's getting baptized today. The old has passed away and the new has come. I got to get new thoughts. I got to rewrite that, that software, that's bad software. That, by the way, just because you have a thought doesn't mean you have to entertain the thought. I don't know about you, but one of the greatest gifts from God in my life is the ring camera. I get the alert on my phone. Someone comes to my doorstep, I get alerted, I just start watching them. 
Sometimes I talk to them. What's up? What you need? Just because you have a thought doesn't mean that the thought is welcome in your life. We got to rewrite the code because your beliefs determine your mindset and your mindset drives your behavior. So a lot of us are frustrated with our behavior. God is frustrated with your beliefs. You're focused on the exterior. God is focused on the interior. Change your life by changing your mind. See, what the mo I slow down because when I say anything that's halfway intelligent, I have to be still for a moment. This one's so good. The most important thought you will ever have in the history of your life is the first thought that comes to mind when you think about God. Because if you believe that God is gracious and compassionate and slow to anger and rich in love, if you believe that God is awesome and mighty and powerful, that will change the way that you live. But if you think that God is angry and disappointed and judgmental, and if some of us, our biggest problem is you think God is like the uncle from Home Alone. Look what you did, you little jerk. Like when he said that in the movie, I was like, oh gosh, felt it in my bones. No, 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 you got to get your belief right. Because right believing leads to right living. Your beliefs determine your mindset, and your mindset drives your behavior. My behavior is a reflection of the way I see God and think about God, which determines the way I see me and think about me. By the way, let me say this. Don't ever expect somebody to trust you if you don't trust yourself. Don't ever expect somebody to respect you if you don't respect yourself. As a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. I am not what you think I am. I am what I think I am. And if I think I'm called, I'm called. If I think I'm anointed, I'm anointed. If I think God is for me, God is for me. If I think I'm a chosen generation, I'm a chosen generation. If I think I'm a royal priesthood, or oh, you want to praise God, I know who God is and I know who I am. Give him a praise. I know it. I know it. Why do you know? It's not my behavior. It's my believing. Stop, stop summarizing your life to what you did. I am not what you made a mistake. You are not a mistake. I am forgiven. I am covered. I am helped. I am blessed. I am favored. Well, how do you know? Because I read the Bible. But, but on TikTok, they had a mic. And they are saying other stuff. What? I go by what God says. Look how important this is. Look at Hebrews 4.12. I love this scripture so much. The word of the Lord is alive and active. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates as far as the division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow. It is able to judge... The thoughts and the intentions of our heart. God's word is so good. When you start reading it, God's word will be like, uh, hey, 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 why are you thinking like that? 
I know your thoughts. That's why when you read God's word, you're just like, ah, ah, <laughs> oh, oh. How did it know? You think you're studying the Bible. The Bible's studying you. <laughs> God, God knew this all the way back in the beginning, and he knew how bad your thinking was. Just a reminder, you have an archaic mind in a modern day. You have an archaic mind in a modern day. That's why the way God wired your brain to be afraid of like attacks of wolves and cougars and all kinds of lions is the same kind of threat you feel when you walk into a social environment and you're wondering if somebody likes your sweater. You got an archaic mind in a modern day. And so God knew he'd got to change your thinking. And so all the way back in Deuteronomy, he was talking about studying his word and meditating on his word. Watch what it said in Deuteronomy 6. And you shall repeat them diligently to your sons. Come on, fathers. And speak of them when you sit in your house. And when you walk on the road and when you lie down and when you get up, you shall tie them as a sign to your hand and they shall be as frontlets on your forehead and you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. God said, I know you're stinking thinking and I know how to get rid of it. So everywhere you go, I want you to talk about my word. Everywhere you go, when you get up, I want you to talk about the Bible. When you go into bed, you go, hey, remember that verse? He didn't say, I want you to get alert on your phone and get the verse of the day. And shout out to everybody who gets the verse today. But you're going to need more than a verse every day to change your mind because of the trauma and the drama and your daddy and your mama. And so the first hat, the first new era cap, the first five panel, the first hat ever made in the history of the world had a Bible over the forehead to say the first thought that you're going to have will be not your thoughts, but my thoughts. It will not be what you think about you. It'll be what I think about you. You need to rewrite the code of your life. Write down number two today. The thought, the thinker has all the control. The thought does not have the power. The thinker has the power. You need to understand you're in the driver's seat. Stop letting the subconscious drive you. You're in the driver's seat of your thought life. The thought does not have control. The thinker has all the control. Look at Proverbs 4.23. Be careful about what you think because your thoughts run your life. So listen, your thoughts are not being, they're not running you. You're running them. Some of us, our biggest problem is that we don't know how to mentally condition ourselves. We spend more time meal prepping instead of mental prepping. And some of us, because we never got into the weight room of a thought life, we ended up in the training room of your thought life. And I'm all for therapy, but let me just tell you, your therapist doesn't have the power of God's word. You need therapy plus some Jesus on that thing, and then we're going to change into who we're called to be. Somebody thank God for your therapist, but also thank God for his word. But my boys, you know, my, I don't know about your boys. My boys, sometimes they get emotional. I don't know how your children are wired. Mine have tears. And so sometimes when my boys get emotional, I'll, I'll bring them to me. And they're like. (laughs) 
and I'll ask him, hold on, right now, who's controlling you right now? Are your emotions controlling you or are you controlling your emotions? <laughs> My emotions. I control it. Okay, okay, that's fine, that's fine. Let's take control of your emotions. Just because you had a thought, you need to be careful, hear me now. TBT is not Throwback Thursday. TBT is thoughts become things. And you need to be careful because you had a thought and it became a thing. And some of us, you need to understand, you're not an addict, you live by impulse. You live off a thought. And so I thought, I needed to go to McDonald's. You didn't know I needed to go to McDonald's. <laughs> I, I thought I was going to go here. I thought I was going to do this. No, no. Be careful. I'll capture every thought and make it obedient to God. Just because I had the thought doesn't mean it needs to come into my mind and have its way. So God's, so God's so good to you. God said, I didn't give you a spirit of fear. I didn't give you a spirit of fear. Fear is not from God. I didn't give you a spirit of fear. I gave you a spirit of power and I gave you a spirit of love and I gave you sound mind. So fear is not from God. I, I didn't give you a spirit of fear. The spirit of fear is not from God. If you're afraid about the future, that's not from God. If you're afraid about what's gonna happen, that's not from God. I didn't give you a spirit of fear. I gave you a spirit of power and a spirit of love and a what? Sound mind. If you literally study out the Greek for sound mind, it is translated disciplined thinking. I wish he gave me the spirit of discipline eating. <laughs> Shade of ball. But he gave me discipline thinking. So just because you have a thought doesn't, God gave you the ability to think discipline. I'm gonna think right, I'm gonna think tight. I'm gonna think godly, I'm gonna think his way. Whatever is pure, whatever is noble, whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is of good rapport, I'm gonna meditate on these things. I'm not putting my mind on my past. I'm not putting my mind even on my present. I'm not putting my mind on the things below. I'm not putting my mind on the lies that the enemy's telling me. I'm putting my mind on God's thoughts. I'm meditating on his word. When I wake up, when I lay down, when I walk around, I've got God's thoughts. Clap today if you're grateful for the word of God. Doesn't have the power. The thought doesn't have the power. You have the power. Number three, your inner dialogue controls your happiness. The brain runs off self-talk. Your brain runs off self-talk. Some of you, you need to understand this. Your, 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 your happiness is attached to the way you talk to yourself. And a lot of us, our biggest problem is some of you speak so poorly to yourself, you don't even speak to your worst enemy as bad as you talk to yourself. Like if, if some of us could hear what you say to yourself in the car, we'd be like, oh. I read a book years ago, what to say when you talk to yourself. You are kindest to you. You need to be forgiving to you. Your brain runs off self-talk. Stop listening to yourself. Start talking to yourself. You get down these thoughts and these rabbit trails. You start going down. And, and what, what neighborhood is this? Shame, guilt, condemnation, embarrassment, 
regret. And pretty soon we're sitting there going like, I'm the worst person in the world. Stop listening to yourself. The brain runs on self-talk. This is David. David said, huh, why are you so downcast, oh my soul? Why are you so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. He's basically saying, no, 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 stop listening to the lies of the enemy. Stop listening to the accuser of the brethren. Stop listening to yourself. Go off on yourself. Start telling yourself what God says. I know that God is for me. I know that God is with me. I know that. Why are you so downcast, oh my soul? Put your hope in God. The reality is, is that you need to understand that your happiness is not attached to an outer scoreboard. It's an inner scoreboard. It's, it's self-talk. It's saying, I, I love the way that God made me. I do not despise the unique way that God chose to raise me. I'm excited about who I am. We were in the room be before we came out, and my, my seven-year-old son just looks at me, and all of a sudden, he just, Father's Day, looks at me, he says, Dad, the best is yet to come. I was like, it worked. All my hard work paid off. And I was like, wow, what a moment. And I looked over my shoulder and there was a sign that said the best is yet to come. He was just reading it. I'll take it anyways. The content you consume becomes the content you create. How are you expecting to have good things to say when you don't put good things in? Jesus said, a good man, come on fathers, a good man will store up in the treasure of his heart good things. He said, an evil man will store up in the treasure of his heart evil things. Then he said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth what? The mouth what? You put it in, it's coming out. Your brain runs on self-talk. When nobody's around, how do you talk to yourself? When nobody's in the car, when nobody's around you, how are you talking to yourself? Because some of us, we got to get kinder to us. All that other stuff, when you're fake... And, you, and you're kind to other people, but you're mean to yourself, that's fake. Because if you're not genuine with you, you cannot be genuine with others. Some of us, we, we got to start to get our thoughts ready the night before. Write this down, number four. Expectations expand. We got to get our thoughts ready the night before. And set our expectations I don't know about you, but this year, 2023, I am expecting big things from God. Anybody else? That is the worst clap I heard the whole weekend. Let me say it again. I don't know about you, but this year, I'm expecting big things from a big God. Anybody else? Just why don't you just clap and thank him in advance for what God's doing that you don't know about. For what God has set in motion you don't see yet. Why don't you just praise God in advance before the miracle, before the breakthrough, before you can get the check. Come on, single people, praise God right now. Why don't you thank him? 
for all that he's got in store for you. You got to be careful because expectations start small, but then they expand. That's why Jesus said, ask and you will receive, seek and you'll find, knock and the door will be open to you. Forever asks, receives. For whoever seeks, finds. Whoever knocks, the door is open. I don't know about you, but I'm getting ready to ask for more. Anybody else? I'm getting ready to seek for God's best for my family and my city. Anybody else? I'm getting ready to walk through a door that's been shut. A door that no man can open. A door that's from heaven. Somebody thank God in advance for doors that are about to get unloosed. Expectations grow. Expectations grow. I set my, ex I just read a new book. I read this book. This is a great one. The Power of Positive Thinking. Because listen, listen, you don't have to wake up positive and have your first thought be positive, but your second, third, and fourth thought cannot be negative. Some people are like, it must be nice for you. It looks like you wake up happy. Fam, I wake up upset. I wake up angry. Why? Because the coffee is not made yet. <laughs> gotta go warm up the water and I gotta go do the beans and it's 15 minutes. I will be happy in 15 minutes. Power of positive thinking. This the author, he was saying every morning, you need to say it three times, and every time you say it, say it a little bit louder. When you wake up in the morning, before your feet hit the ground, say it three times. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice, and I will be glad in it. Come on, let's do it again. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice, and I will be glad in it. Third time. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice, and I will be glad in it. Set your expectations. Say your expectations. Expectations expand. This is the day. God's made it. God, your mind, your mind is my mind. God, my, I want to let you know my life is yours. I'm a living sacrifice. I don't live for me today. I live for you today. I want to let you know that my time is your time and my talent is your talent and my treasure is your treasure and I'm living like a living sacrifice and I don't live to please the flesh. I'm living as a slave to the spirit and I want to let you know I expect big things today. I learned this, me and Rich learned this new, new, new prayer the other day from Pastor Stephen Furtick. This, listen to this one. This is so good. He said, every day I've been waking up and I've been saying, steal this one. I stole it. I've been using it every day. God gave you eyes, plagiarize. That's why I come to VUCOM. I'm just be taking photos. We're doing that. We're doing that. We're doing that. Thank you very much. Listen to this one. God, you've done great things for me. My heart is filled with praise today. Do it with me real fast. God, you've done great things for me. My heart is filled with praise today. One more time. God, you've done great things for me. My heart is filled with praise today. It's been changing me. This prayer has been changing me because I keep going, God, oh my gosh. Oh, Jesus. You have done so many great things for me. I'm a kid from Washington. I grew up on an island. I never thought, dreamed, or imagined. I'm in the limitless life, God. 
I can't believe what you've done with me, but I just want to let you know you've done great things for me. And today my heart is filled with praise. I praise you today. I praise you, God. You're greatly to be praised. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Amen. You let that subconscious drive. You're like, I don't got it. They're not for me. I hate Denver. Blah, blah, blah. You ever get a little negative Nancy in your life? You're like, Karen, no. (laughs) Expectations expand. They grow. I'm expecting. I'm expecting good things. I want to tell somebody today. You're in the right place at the right time with the right people. Are you grateful? You're in the right place. If God wanted you to be somewhere else, he would have told you. If God was like, I want you to move, he'd tell you, move. But since he didn't, you're in the right place. And I want to tell you, it's the right time. Right now is the right time. It's time to seek the Lord, by the way. Hosea chapter 10, verse 12, break up the fallow ground of your heart, for it is time to seek the Lord and to sow seeds of righteousness. It's the right time. It's the right place. You're with the right people right now. Expectations grow. Expectations expand. Ask, seek, knock. I'm asking God, Lord, would you do something that's limitless? Would you do something that I couldn't even imagine? Do you realize this conference started about 45 minutes north from here at the church? And by the grace of God, it went to the Fillmore and it kept filling up and filling up and filling up. And by the grace of God, the team, Pastor Rich in DC, took a risk and said, let's go to the Watsco. And by the grace of God, started filling it up and filling it up and filling it up. Why? Because their expectations were that God called us to do this thing. And I know Miami's the right place. And I don't think, I don't think we should wait for tomorrow. Ecclesiastes says, only a fool waits for perfect conditions. It's the right place. It's the right time. You're with the right people. Amen. Last one, this encourage anybody today. Last one, write this down. Your words are your weapons. Your words are your weapons. First Timothy chapter one, verse 18. This command I entrust to you, Timothy, my son, in accordance with the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you fight the good fight got some words that were spoken over you. Timothy, I know that when you were at VUCON, there were some words that God gave you. There were some words that somebody prayed over you. And by these words, we don't go by what we think. We go by what we say. And I, I just declare what God said over me. I de- Listen, do you realize that what you say out loud has 10 times the power over what you think? Furthermore, compounding. If you say something negative, it has even four to seven times greater the power. 
So when you say negative things out loud, it has a crazy impact. But when you speak life and you speak truth and you speak promises and you speak who God is, you say, I'm telling you the power of life and death are in the tongue. And you got to start using your words as weapons. You got to start using those words that God gave you. Oh, God gave me that word. 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 Yeah, I was at, I was at, I was at VU conference. I was at VU conference and God gave me a word that I'm supposed to go. God gave me a word I'm supposed to give. God gave me a word I'm supposed to reconcile. God gave me a word. What's the word that God gave you? God's a speaking God. He's always trying to speak. You never have to ask God to speak. He's always willing to speak. You only have to ask for strength to hear his voice because our God is a communicator. Our God will speak through your circumstance. Our God will speak through, through prophets, through pastors, through the power of his word. Our God is a speaking God and God's speaking to you right now and all you got to do is grab a hold of his word so you can walk forward use his words as weapons so I put over my mind the helmet of you can stand your feet I put over my mind the helmet of salvation I'm putting over God's thoughts over my mind but I'm telling you the sword of the spirit some of you are in a war right now Stop using a spatula to fight off the enemy. You need a sword. You need to stand strong and go like, I know what God said. I'm not listening to those lies. Your words are weapons, the prophecies. Do you know that Pastor Rich and Don Sheree are here because of the power of God's word, but also the prophecies that their parents prayed over them, the prophecies that other people prayed over them. They just use those prophecies to say, God prophesied it. God told us. Come on, clap right now. God told us. I stand on that. God gave me a word in season. I used to get, I used to get kind of scared when the prophet would come into town, a pastor's kid, and when the prophet would come into town, I would hide in the back. I'm not trying to be in the meeting when the prophet's here. Because every time the prophet came, there was always like, Jim! How come every prophet sounds like that? Jim! You're going to change the world! They start prophesying all this stuff, and I'm like, no. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. God, you're going to let me become a rapper. Lord, I thank you. You called me to the NBA in Jesus' name. You're going to preach. You're going to do great things for God. Like, why do they all sound like they're dying? I'll never forget this one time I was in Guadalajara, Mexico. Okay, andale pues. Hey, ¿qué estás haciendo? Levanta los manos. We're in this meeting, mission trip, church service. And I was at the altar just trying to get my life right. And this guy came up. He started to prophesy over me. Laid his hands on me. I'll never forget it. 18 years old, just graduated high school. Lays his hands on me. Starts praying. He says, God. You made this one different, God. 
I know he's not like everybody else. It's a little bit weird. I'm like this. Is there a return policy on these things? God, I thank you that you gave him the gift of humor. And I thank you that you're going to use his personality. And I thank you, God, that you've anointed him to a generation. And I thank you, God, that you called him. And you're going to set him in places he never imagined. And I pray that you'd use him. Oh, come on, somebody thank him today. There's a word that you're going to stand on. It's the power of his word. I'm not conforming. I'm transforming. I want to be who God called me to be. Come on, somebody thank Jesus for his word, for his love. Come on, let's praise him today. Give him some worship. We love you, Jesus. Our lives are yours. over your mind put your hand over your mind father I'm praying for healing over trauma and drama and things that have transpired and God we're asking that you would heal mindsets today we pray God get our stinking thinking out of here God get our mind on the things above let us meditate on the things that are above God God, you said to meditate on your word both day and night. So I'm praying, God, over every person today, God, would you heal broken mindsets, those that have struggled with jealousy, insecurity, fear, those that have struggled with depression right now. We thank you, God, that you told us how to change our mind. It's through the power of your word. So God, I pray that when we get up, we'll get your word over our mind. When we go to bed, we'll get our, your word over our mind. During the middle of the day, Lord, let your word be in our heart and let your word be over our mind. God, we pray that we will walk in the will of God. I speak limitless potential. If you want to walk in the limitless life that God has for you, lift a hand to heaven. Father, I pray right now, unleash your limitless power. Unleash the limitless adventure. I pray that people will discover the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. We unveil ourselves to you, God. We surrender ourselves to you, God. We want to be a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing before you. This is our worship. Oh, come on, boo. If you believe it today. 
Come on, say, here I am. Here I am. Come on, here I am. We believe we aren't meant to do life alone. We've been created with a unique purpose and designed to live in relationship with Jesus. If you've never surrendered your life to Him, we want to create an opportunity for you to do so today. If you want to say yes to Jesus, would you pray this with me? Dear Jesus, come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. I trust you with my past. I ask that you guide me in my present and I even place my future in your hands. I'm yours, Lord, now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. If you made the decision to follow Jesus today, we want to partner with you in your next steps on your faith journey. Go to voochurch.com forward slash online. We love you.